Welcome to the Family Man Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. We're coming to you every week to discuss topics for family protectors. We're about creating community for tactical dads and moms, doing the work to become better protectors and providers, and being force multipliers for good. So come on in, sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. All right, we are back at it with another podcast this week, Family Preparedness Now. I'm going to talk about some fun stuff here um, that hopefully you and your uh, loved ones will find beneficial. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. Um, let's see, before we do that, though, updates. Uh, again, like I had mentioned last week, we were talking about, hey, what's uh, what's life like on the ropes, you know, when everything's coming at you and, and hitting you hard and and so actually I'm, I'm living that podcast right now as we speak in this season of life, uh, working very hard in my day job, also trying to um, get this brand uh, shifted now that it's actually set up, um, you know, making all sorts of connections with, with other uh, industry folks, experts, people that add value. Um, yeah, and, and really just trying to shift gears, right? Um, and how I reach out to the audience and and um, continue the mission, so to speak, with with what this brand is about. So that's happening. And, and then, of course, you know, uh, more important than that, I'm trying to be a good uh, husband and dad um, and person within my community that tries to add value to those around them. So, yeah, um, just balancing all that stuff and trying to um, do some exercise and eat healthy and yeah. It's a, it's a lot going on, but man, it beats being bored. Am I right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, as far as, uh, updates go, um, I think I had mentioned last week that we started, um, writing, um, we'll occasionally be, uh, posting articles over at the adapt or die journal. Um, so you should probably go check that out. Uh, the site is adapt or die.us and it's, it's, um, awesome site about just all, all sorts of preparedness and survival topics and um, leadership and just self-reliance. Um, and uh, the founder, um, Stephen, is um, an accomplished um, person uh, with a pretty cool background. You should read more about him and what he's doing over at Adapt or Die. So we're networking with um, that group over there. And then yeah, continuing to pop out good uh, content um, on our website, familymantactical.com. So go over there, take a look. We've got reviews, how-tos, and then um, we're going to start launching some courses. Yeah, we're going to start putting some coursework out there. Um, we do have a virtual platform set up to help folks better their preparedness uh, situation. And guess what? It's going to be affordable. That means that you can put more dollars uh, towards uh, family preparedness instead of, um, you know, just unloading a bunch of money on, on courses and stuff. So that's that's what we're after. Um, and, and I think that's going to provide folks some value. So the topic we're talking about today is family preparedness now. And, and why am I saying that? Well, obviously, family preparedness is the name of the game here. Um, but, you know, now. Right. And I. I think that's important and I wanted to talk about that today because 
there's there's this whole thing where it seems this environment of analysis and paralysis, right? Uh, paralysis of analysis. And that folks know they need to better prepare. They say, oh, hey, I'm, I'm going to do that or I'm going to get to that. And they have the best of intentions. But at the end of the day, it gets pushed off. And then the next crisis happens and everybody runs out and goes and gets bread and milk, so to speak, right? Um, and... And they thought, man, I should have done this differently. And it, it's a cycle. It's a cyclic problem, I guess, right, um, that I see with a lot of folks. And I've also lived that myself, right? Um, and so just kind of talking about, hey, how do we how do we break past that? Um, we see the same thing in business and in many different types of jobs where we all we all recognize the problems that happen in our day jobs and stuff like that. But for some reason, those problems keep happening again and again. And we say, well, you know, people, if they would just do this, if they would just do this. But I think sometimes we fail to see what the root cause of the problem is. Um, and it's not always people. It's it's a fact that they can't in their mind um, see what the stumbling block is. And, and if we can just get past or get around that stumbling block, a lot of things will start to fall in line. And I think that's the case with family preparedness um, and putting it off and not making any really good leaps or bounds um, in, in the whole realm of family preparedness. So uh, let's, let's go into that here. Um, you know, what do you worry about in Crap Hits a Fan or for any disaster emergency preparedness? That's going to be long term. I'm not talking about oh a tornado hit our town and and now we're going to be without power for you know um, a couple days or a couple weeks. I know some areas get hit really bad and it it is a prolonged event. But let's say you know for the sake of the discussion, it's something that's a three week event or longer, right? As far as like outage or something like that, and um, and it's a little bit more widespread than just your town. Maybe it's a region, whatever. Um, Hurricane Katrina was a, a good example, um, or something bigger than that. You know, what do you worry about? Well, obviously, and everybody's like, um, my kids get thirsty, um, they get hungry, and shelter is a concern. In hot weather, shelter is a concern for being a heat casualty. In cold weather, um, the the opposite. You know, shelter for um, against being a, a cold weather uh, casualty, right? And so those those are things: um, shelter, water, and food. Right? Those are those are serious things, um, and it it just seems like when you say, "Hey, do you have six months of food um, put aside?" Everybody says, "Yeah, you need that." But when it's like, "Oh, cool," well, tell me, you know, and you're talking with a friend. I'm not saying you just ask somebody randomly to tell all their personal information on the internet. I'm just saying you're talking with a friend and like, "Cool, man, where's?" Where's your six-month um, supply of food? And, you know, do you, you know, well, I'm getting around to that or I'm building it up. And and it's like, and it doesn't ever seem to change. And there's a problem there because it's like, one, either they can't, they're just making ends meet and they can't afford to, literally, they're just surviving from hand to mouth, right? And that's, that's worrisome. Um, but the other thing is, you know, they've, other priorities come up, doctor bills, you know, all sorts of stuff. And I'm not putting anybody down if you're in that category because I've lived that. I've been that guy. Um, 
that said, hey, you know, I, I really should be putting more food away, but I've got this expense and I've got that expense. And so it just never seems to come to fruition because, I mean, calculate it out. What does it cost to feed a family for a full year? And I'm talking about, let's say you have more than, you know, a kid, you've got two, three, four, ten kids, you know, that gets expensive real quick, right? So there's got to be a way that we address that problem. Like, how do we make it so that, you know, normal families can afford to put away enough long-term food storage um, and build a pantry in a relatively quick time frame so they have some insurance policy there uh, against hungry bellies, right? And there's a lot of cool um, long-term food storage companies out there, but they're expensive. They're so very expensive, you know, and granted they're getting paid for freeze drying the food and packaging and labor to do all this. And they have legitimate businesses with legitimate costs. It's just expensive. That's all. Um, so my heart goes out to the folks that are struggling to address that long-term food storage issue. Maybe they're running into space constraints, all that kind of stuff, you know, and it really just stops them from having family preparedness now, right? It always becomes a down the road, we're going to handle this thing. And like I said, my heart goes out to those folks because I've been that guy. Um, and when I started, I had a good amount of food built up and then I started having kids and, you know, they were little, they're babies and stuff like that. And they don't eat a lot. Um, but before you know it, man, I was behind the, 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 the curve uh, because they started growing and, you know, kids, their calorie intake goes up, you know. So I started playing around with, OK, what's my calories put away in my preparedness pantry here and all that kind of stuff. And, oh, my gosh, before you know it, I'm behind the, the eight ball and this isn't good. And now I really got to focus on building my stores back up, um, you know, and it's it's just something that. Um, there's a lot of topics out there about, um, crap hits a fan security and protecting what you've got. But man, if you don't have anything to protect, <laughs> you know, um, that's not good either. Um, because folks will be, I, I guarantee you if, if a situation happens where folks are without food, um, they're going to be tempted and they're going to succumb to trying to take it from other people. Um, and we could fix a lot of that going into it. If you know, that there's a chance that, you know, you're woken up to the idea of, hey, I should probably put away a couple months worth of food and you don't, you know, you're just tempting yourself down the road that maybe you'd be tempted to, you know, take something from somebody else um, that's not yours, right? Um, when you could have been preparing all this time and you put yourself in that position or I put myself in that position, we put ourselves in that position and uh, there's something we can do about it now. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's definitely something there. Uh, the other thing is, you know, what do you worry about? Water. Water is like so cheap. It's so easy to get right now in store. Even if you have a little apartment, you can store quite a bit of uh, water. Um, and there's there's certain ways to do that. Um, you got to have a way to clean that water because even if it's been sitting for a long time, you know, and there's bacteria growing in it, it's not bad. You just have to clean it. That's it. You just got to clean it. Um, so I see that being an issue and then shelter. You know, everybody's used to cranking up the AC and the most people are um, used to cranking up the AC in the summer 
and uh, turning up the heat in the winter. Um, so we heat our environment. Um, but, you know, 150 years ago, people, um, you know, would control their shelter with what they wore. Um, obviously, they would, you know, they had shelters to live in, right? <laughs> but, you know, it's not like they were cave dwellers. But um, the point being is uh, houses were generally chilly in the winter and they were generally humid and hot in the summer. You know, it's just depending on where they lived, of course. But that's that's one of those things where um, modern society has kind of gone away from um, how people used to regulate their temperature back in the day. So that that's a thing there is is planning for um, being prepared now to handle shelter, you know, and knowing how to make a debris hut is not going to save you and your family or me and my family if, um, you know, we're without natural gas for or electricity um, to heat our home for three weeks on end. I'm not going to go out in the backyard and build a debris shelter and go get in there. Um, that's a survival thing, right? So, you know, those are, again, things that it's like, you know, we could do as Americans, as U.S. citizens, we could do so much more with our basic preparedness level within a week, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. How do we get to the point where we're prepared for three days, four days, five days, and start measuring out our level of preparedness of like, hey, I don't have a year from now figured out, but I've got tomorrow and I've got the next three weeks prepared um, to take care of my family. And I'm going to build on that and, and start making benchmarks just like you would with exercise, you know, like, oh, fine, I can't, I can't run 10 miles, but I can run a mile. You know, so I'm going to go do that and I'm going to do that every day and, and make sure that's maintained. And then I'm going to go out a little bit further. I'm going to run a mile and a, an extra hundred yards, you know, and, and start that approach. So um, that's something I'm just trying to get more disciplined about because I'll tell you in the last, you know, 10 years, I've made a lot of progress on my level of preparedness for my family. I'm also trying to affect those around me for better preparedness because if they're taken care of, if something happens to me, you know, they can, they'll be more apt to be able to help me out. Just like if something happens to them and their food supply, I'm more apt to, to help out. There's mutual support there. Um, so yeah, those are, you know, just right off the bat, aside from security, water, food, and shelter, right? And, and there's a lot that folks could be doing to just be better prepared for the next three weeks. If everything went to crap for three weeks, you know, how do they take care of their family um, and be prepared with just a little bit of investment and a little bit of time. So that's one of the biggest things I think folks could could do in the new year to better their situation and kind of alleviate some of the fear going on around supply chain breakdown and economic collapse, you know. Um, but again, I want to hit back on that. Why don't they prepare? And I really think it comes down to one, folks are, folks, uh, their finances are what their finances are. You know, even our disposable income, we have most families in America have their disposable income channeled in a direction, right? And it's easy to say, well, you should stop spending your money on this. Well, you should stop spending your money on that. Um, but the reality is, one, it's not always a family um, 
making decisions about money, not everybody's on, on board and that can create conflict and stuff like that. Most of us have a little bit of money that's even out of the disposable income stream that we could sit there and say, okay, well, I'm not going to yank my kids out of X, Y, and Z uh, sports right now um, for whatever reason. It's just, you know, I'm not going to do that. But I do have this extra $25 a week that I can put into preparedness, and I'm going to go ahead and do that. Um, and that way you're not saying, well, I'm going to pull them, my kids out, <laughs> or stop doing this, or stop doing that. You, whatever, whatever you spend your disposable income on. Um, but I am going to take this little bit and make a huge impact in my level of preparedness with just this little bit of money. And I think that's more of a discussion that everybody could benefit is how can you do a lot with a little bit of money there? Um, so you don't start causing conflict in the family and start interrupting the family finances and stuff like that. And it also helps people that their disposable income is $10 a week and you know, that's all they have to talk about. So you're hitting in that discussion, you're hitting folks that are not ready to interrupt the family finances. And you know what? Let me sidebar here for a second. It's really easy to sit there and say, well, they're not really serious about family preparedness. Well, it's easy to judge people in their situation, but sometimes folks are going through a metamorphosis of different levels of realizing in the family that they need to be prepared. I see it all the time. I, you know, people are very open and honest about it. Hey, I'm on board, but my spouse isn't. You know, that's a struggle that they've got to deal with that's very real. And I tell you what, a split up family over finances or this or that, um, it's like all that preparedness. What are you preparing for if you don't have a family, a family unit, right? So um, we just got to be real with each other and realize that everybody's situation is different. It's very easy to make a, a snap judgment and say, oh, well, they should do this. But you're not in their shoes and you don't know what they're trying to, what they're up against, uh, all things being considered, right? So um, I'm a little less judgmental on how people prepare um, or dogmatic, I would say, than I used to be 10 years ago. Um, just because I've seen some experiences people have had, I've had my own experiences and, and uh, it softened my heart for folks a little bit. Still, we need to prepare, right? <laughs> so how do you do uh, a lot with a little? And that's something I want to explore more in this podcast, in this brand. And I've got some really cool content that's coming out that is free, um, but also some coursework um, that shows folks how to do that. Um, so I wanted to mention that. The other thing is time. I'm, I'm one of those folks that is like just overloaded. I've overloaded myself too much with things going on. The reality is, I keep saying this, if I, if I had to make a decision to cut something loose tomorrow, it'd probably be the effort going into this brand, uh, Family Man Tactical, because everything in my life is so darn important. My physical health, um, you know, my work, uh, but most importantly, my family time. And I mean good quality family time. Um, and having some time where we're, you know, instead of filling up Sunday, man, we should should be going to church. Um, if we can't 
go to church for because somebody's got the sniffles and it's just not a good time, we can at least do our, our Sunday Bible study. And, you know, those things are even more important because, you know, if you're like me, I believe God is the ultimate provider, right? And I think if you put him first, all the other things fall in line. And I think when it comes down to it, even folks that are doing everything correctly and prioritizing their time, just like the money situation, you get to the end here and you've got, as a family person, just this little amount of time. Um, so that's another hurdle that keeps people from preparing, right? Is, is okay, so you got the, the um, small cash flow sometimes if you got a family. Um, the economy's not helping that out. Um, inflation's not helping that out. And then you've got this whole time thing. Everything's a time suck. It really is. You know, and that's, it's easy to say, well, just stay up later and stuff like that. But that's a compounding problem too, because you get up earlier, you stay up later, you know, your mental clarity and, and the focus that you're putting into stuff. So it's, it's this whole balancing act. Um, and look, I'm just saying what my situation is. Uh, you might be an energy guru uh, that only needs four hours of sleep. I do my best thinking uh, when I've had a good seven hours of sleep, but I've gotten very used to five and six hours of sleep. So it's one of those things. Um, another two things that go hand in hand that stop people from getting, um, making really good leaps and bounds into preparedness is um, trust and confidence in what they're doing. One, they've got to trust that you know, it's easy to look up preparedness and see somebody put out a YouTube video. And most people can say, ah, oh, that seems like it would work for me. Or, oh, hey, that's a really good idea. And, but you got to understand what you're getting there. You don't know these people personally. Um, well, you don't know me personally. You know, the reality is, and I, I'm not trying to say that, you know, one is better than the other, but there's no, you know, you got to be careful of the information out there because one, sometimes it's in context. It's not designed material that says, hey, how do we apply this to the most people? Um, you know, so that's something to consider there is, is and I think folks know that um, intuitively. They go, well, this person didn't, they designed it for what their situation is and thought, hey, I'm going to put this out there and see if it's useful to people. And that, that is cool. Really, it is. Um, but how do I know that, you know, this is legitimately going to work, right? And that's that's the other thing, too, is um, to find people that have actually, A, either done this in, a, in an, you know, whatever preparedness item it is in an austere environment, or, you know, they talk about bugging out. Has this person actually ever had to bug out for real? or even done it for real in a drill, um, you know, where, where there was some sort of pressure involved and stuff like that, you know, and you don't know, really you don't. Um, so there's, there's maybe a lack of trust there that the information they're getting is legitimate. Um, but I think most people are smart enough to say, hey, this either applies to my situation or it doesn't. I, I think the last item there is confidence. Um, that what they're doing covers all the bases, right? Because you could sit there and say, well, I've got my bug out bag. I've got my three weeks worth of food. What else am I forgetting? And then somebody says, oh, well, do you have medical taken care of? And they go, oh, yeah, I've got a first aid kit and I, I got some first aid training. And they're like, cool. Hey, um, what else?
what about infections and rashes and and this and that and they start going down that rabbit hole and they go oh gosh i've got a i've got a like preparedness gap here that i need to kind of handle um and they might say well if i've got that preparedness gap what about other areas what else did i forget you know and and again that can be that can get folks into the whole um paralysis of analysis thing right where they stop and start thinking about oh my gosh do i have all the bases covered so again those are those are kind of like four things that i see tri tripping people up is like oh hey you know the money the time um the trust in the information it's like oh that's a cool idea but you know eh, i'm not sure that this is legit and I'll wait till I figure it out. And then figuring it out never happens. And then confidence in that they have their bases covered. And I think that's why I was like, you know, I've come across enough people um, that see the need to prepare, um, know a bit about preparedness. They're just not actually doing the work or covering the bases and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? I think it's time if we're gonna launch a course, it's, it's gonna be around these items to get people up and running into preparedness very quickly, affordably, and comprehensively, right? And I think those are the three things, quickly, affordably, and covering the bases. And um, yeah, so that's what we're gonna work on. I think the first course we're gonna launch is um, getting folks to get a six month to year supply of food affordably and quickly. Because quite honestly, that's the first thing I was worried about. Um, you know, as a family protector, you know, I knew, okay, well, my um, my firearm skills were decent. I had some good training in um, self-defense and area protection. I think where I lacked um, knowledge and kind of a real realistic uh, viewpoint on preparedness, the biggest hole for me was in how many calories people need to keep going you know and um, man I wish I could go back and talk to myself 15 years ago and and say hey buddy these are some changes you need to make right now um, and I'm hoping to help folks that maybe need that help maybe you don't and that's cool too um, so yeah look for uh look for more information on those courses and again they're still being developed and um the content is still being put out there and then of course you know we go through a review where uh, we put it out there and we get ourselves fact checked and get some legitimate feedback um from subject matter experts because you know you look <laughs> um i have bugged out for real okay and i know what my family's actually capable of um, but there's certain areas where you need to go back and, and for quality of content, fact check yourself, make sure you're good to go with a second, third, fourth set of eyes, um, from subject matter experts aside from yourself. So, um, yeah, I think honestly, that's, that's the biggest thing is family preparedness. Now is like, how do you get up and running now? Um, and start making some huge leaps and bounds because I know there's so many people out there that wish they were better prepared for whatever is coming down the road, if something's coming down the road. Um, and I say that because I don't want to sound like a doomsdayer. You know, um, I believe my trust and hope and peace is in the Lord. Um, 
that doesn't absolve me from being a good family protector and provider. You build up a savings account, right? You have insurance, you know, having a, a big pantry and knowing how to uh, defend it and also having made the provisions to maybe create some handouts to your neighbors. Um, so you're doing your, your job and your community and stuff like that. You know, I think that's a necessary thing to, to do. Family Man Tactical just wants to, uh, you know, the brand, really its mission is to help people get to that end. So that's what we're going to try and create in 2022. Um, and some things to think about is what's tripping you up? Is it the money? Is it the time? Is it the confidence or trust in the information you're getting? Any of those things, or maybe a combination, maybe something that, you know, I didn't even mention here. And uh, I'd love your feedback too. That's the other thing. You know, I get on these podcasts. I've said from the beginning that these podcasts are pretty much a conversation, how you'd sit down with your buddy over a coffee or a beer next to a, a campfire um, and just talk about life, the things that are related to these topics as a family protector and provider, um, whether you're a dad or a mom um, or just somebody concerned in your family, taking good care of your family and and. So I don't have all the answers. Um, I've had some really good training, but man, I still feel like I'm a novice uh, when I start getting into these topics and I do things. There's always something I'm learning. And so if you have a unique perspective, you have something to say, um, I think you should reach out to us. I'll put you out there and give you credit and, and um, you know, shoot, man, I might even bring you on the podcast. I think that'd be cool. Um, but yeah. These are, these are things that affect real people. And, you know, you can run all the shooting courses you want and be buying all the Gucci gear and, and stuff that makes you look like an operator. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if, if you can't set up your family to thrive in an austere environment against dysentery, infection, rashes, uh, keeping their belly full, keeping them hydrated, keeping them well mentally, you know, how is uh how are those high speed um, chess rigs and firearms that you got keeping you alive? You know, but then again, you know, and that's not to talk bad about uh, the emphasis on security because people behaving badly, um, as Pastor Joe Fox uh, has said before, a Viking preparedness is a huge concern, right? In when there's a breakdown of law and order, so I'm not disparaging uh, the need for security training. I'm just saying. Um, there's a whole mess of topics to talk about there um, to keep our, our families well. And that's what it's about. It's about love for our family and our community. And man, I'm so thankful for, um, you know, some sort of law and order, right? It's, uh, it's a good thing. So there you go. I've rambled enough about family preparedness now. <laughs> you kind of know what's coming down the pike uh, for coursework there. Um, and I hope people get some value out of it. Hey, do me a favor, please. Uh, so we can stay in touch. Look, maybe you're not someone who needs this kind of help. Um, but if you could, uh, sign up for our newsletter, it's in the show notes. Uh, we do have, um, a free, uh, guide on building the ultimate home defense AR and sign up if it's useful for you. Um, that's cool. If it's not, send it to somebody who is and ask them to sign up 
uh, for our newsletter in the meantime, as we have courses that come out and we work with other subject matter experts in various fields, we're going to add their, those courses. Um, we're going to have them part of our community. And I think um, just being able to stay in touch is really cool because, you know, we're big on Facebook and Instagram, but the reality is, is big tech can shut us down at any time. And they do. Uh, they prove it day in and day out. Uh, I see, you know, Aero Precision. Um, they're a common manufacturer in ARs. Um, their content is very vanilla. And Instagram just was like, you know what, you're done and shut them down. And that's how it goes. So if you, if you sign up for our newsletter, um, it allows us to stay in touch. We can keep you updated with um, our latest product reviews and stuff like that. We're not spammy. I'll probably, I have not even sent out the first um, newsletter since having it up and running for like three months. We just have been using it as a vehicle to um, send out our, our free uh, guide for building your, your home defense AR-15. Um, but I expect when we get rolling, it'll probably be no more than once a month. So if you're worried about getting spammed, uh, that's not us. I hate spam and, you know, daily emails. Um, that's not, I don't have enough time to send out daily emails. <laughs> so anyway, you can do that. You can go over in the meantime, while we are up on Instagram and Facebook, if you could go over and give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, our podcast, obviously you're listening to, um, if you give us a follow or a like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, if there's uh, an avenue to give us a like or a positive review um, on, on one of the whatever platform you're listening to, um, that would really help us out because all sorts of algorithms are, are run that way and that helps our brand grow. Um, and also, if you have a topic that you're like, hey, you know, this is a topic. And I'd like to hear more about it. Maybe it's something like uh, the whole recce scene with uh, reconnaissance and stuff like that. Um, I know a bit about that. I've had really good folks that have have uh, trained me in that regard. I've logged some hours. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reach out, go grab somebody who's an expert, and bring them on the podcast to talk about it. Um, because that's what we do. That's what we're about. Um, so, yeah, any topic, preparedness, security-wise, as long as it's legal to discuss, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll chat about it. And if you know, if we can, we'll go ahead and get an expert to come in and guest star and be a part of it. So yeah, that's uh that's where we're at today. Look, this week is going to be hellacious for me. <laughs> um, who knows what it's got in store? Um, and maybe you're running the same way. Whatever it is. Uh, you're here for a reason. I'm here for a reason. We're here to protect and uh, provide and excel at it. Um, so, hey, just hang in there. Um, I'm looking forward to next week's podcast. I don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but I'm looking forward to this time. And um, thanks for listening. Really, seriously, thank you. Um, you could have listened to a lot of things. You could have wasted your time doing other things. Um, or been more productive doing other things, uh, but you chose to be here. And uh, thank you. So God bless you. Hope the Lord take care of you and uh, bring you closer to him. And in the meantime, stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>